Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have our friend, Shauna Jones, who's a freedom lifestyle strategist, a full-time RVer, a mom, a wife, and you know she has two kids, and she's left the corporate world behind uh, to start her RV adventure across the U.S. And we're super inspired, uh, you know, uh, to interview fellow traveling families such as ours. And, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to interviewing Shauna about her RV trip, about, um, you know, uh, um, how she makes income online, about a blog, and much more. Uh, so, Shauna, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so last year, my husband and I decided that we needed a change of pace. <laughs> we needed a completely different lifestyle. We were both working in very high-stress corporate jobs and commuting, and you know, we our kids were in daycare 10 hours a day, and we were just exhausted, overwhelmed, just kind of frustrated with life. And uh, so we, I started, uh, I started an online business last year, and just kind of exploring really what I wanted to do. We hadn't even thought about the whole RV journey lifestyle yet. That wasn't even on the radar yet. Uh, that came in in a, a little bit later. And so I started uh, studying the online world and just kind of like dabbling in the business ideas at that point in time. And I left my corporate job in December of 2016 and just kind of dove headfirst into my business. At that time is kind of when we started exploring the RV lifestyle. I, and people always ask us, you know, how did you even come up with this? And and the answer is I don't really know. The, the RV lifestyle just dropped in our lap. Uh, and so we weren't following anybody on YouTube or anybody that was doing the journey at that time when this idea came to us. Uh, of course, when, when the idea did come to us, we started researching like crazy and we started watching a lot of families on YouTube and we just became obsessed with the idea. And so we just, we, we made a plan. Uh, my husband left his corporate job in April and we sold everything. We sold the big house, the, the second vehicle. We sold 90% of our belongings. And I mean, we had a house full of furniture, all of it we got rid of. We just, we have what we need to live in the RV and, and that's it. And we still find ourselves to this day, like getting rid of more stuff. And it's just become a complete mindset change for us. And, and we always get the question of, how do you, you know, how do you live in an RV with kids? And, you know, and now it's like, it's, it's easy. It, this is the best lifestyle ever. You know, we, we left all of that, um, the corporate world and, and the need to have the big house and all that stuff. We left all of that behind and, you know, it's, it's really, it's so freeing to be able to do that. So it's, it's been, a, we've been doing this for about three months now and it's just been the absolute best lifestyle in, you know the stress eliminating all that stress has been has been amazing. Yeah, I can definitely relate to your story. Uh, you know, I'm from Vancouver, <laughs> BC, Canada, and uh, me and my wife we were both working parents and super stressful. We were on the the rat race, the hamster wheel of life, and running around, uh, taking kids to the daycare, and and uh, running to our business, and then running mm -hmm. home, and running to meeting, and running to meeting, and then uh, you hardly yeah. get time as a husband and wife, and you hardly get time as a parent uh, to really invest the quality time with your kids. So we did the same thing. We uh, sold 90% of our belongings and, uh, you know, uh, left it all behind. And we're not RVing, but we're, we're uh, you know, traveling around South America now. I'm actually in Medellin, 
Columbia at the time of this interview. And uh, by the way, if the internet is a little bit choppy, it's probably my end uh, because uh, in uh, Columbia where I am, the Wi-Fi can be off and on. But uh, Shauna is actually uh, having amazing Wi-Fi, even though she's actually <laughs> inside her RV at the time mm -hmm. of this interview. I was actually amazed. I was the first question asked her. How come your internet's so good? <laughs> uh, so tell us, tell us, tell us. How come your internet is so good in the RV there? Uh, well, first, it's because we have really good signal here. We're in New Albuquerque, New Mexico right now, and the, the signal is really good. But we have a Verizon jetpack that we bought from eBay, and it so far, it's worked really well. There are some spots that, you know, you kind of got to walk around with the MiFi and see where you're going to get a sig good signal in whatever park that we're staying in at the time. But for the most part, it's worked excellent for us um you know we stream netflix and hulu and all you know and, and i work my business is solely online so i kind of need the internet but so far it hasn't failed us so well that is amazing so we can end you <laughs> now because that's the only thing that's important is a uh, strong wi-fi right. so, you know thanks for being <laughs> on the show today <laughs> yeah thanks for having me uh, you know, uh, yeah, I definitely want to cover a lot more of your story here, Shauna. Uh, uh, one of the main questions is uh, you decided to do this RV adventure, and then uh, obviously the next question is which kind of RV to choose. There's literally hundreds, if not thousands, of different RVs out there. Um, walk us yes. through, uh, for the people who are maybe new to RVing, uh, walk us through what are the major categories, and then uh, tell us about how you chose your RV of choice. Sure. Yeah, it was it was a fun little adventure trying to try out all of or you know explore the options in for the RV. There are plenty of options. Um, we probably spent a good four months doing lots of research and going and actually looking at them. We visited probably 10, 15 different places. We went to RV shows. We really did our homework. We joined. Uh, there's a lot of RV full time RV Facebook groups that you can join to do a lot of research. Of course, everybody has their opinions. Uh, um, you know, good and bad on pretty, you can find good and bad on pretty much every single model that's out there. So we, uh, you know, there's, tr there's travel trailers, which are, you know, a little bit smaller. We are in a fifth wheel. And so it has the, the ceilings in here are probably, I think they're 10, eight, 10 foot. So to me, like the travel trailers were really kind of lower ceilings. So that kind of gave me a little bit of claustrophobia. <laughs> so we, we chose the fifth wheel because we wanted to to have a truck to pull it and a truck that we could detach from a fifth wheel and go wherever we needed to there so there's travel trailers there's fifth wheels and then there's motorhomes and we didn't want a motorhome just because we wanted we didn't want to have to drag a car behind us and so the fifth wheel just made a lot of sense to us because um you know, we wanted that separation between our vehicle and our home. So we chose, we have the um, Open Range 3X. It's a 427 BHS, which means bunkhouse. And we have two kids and, you know, we kind of wanted a space for just them. And so we chose this floor plan because it has a awesome bunkhouse where I can close the door <laughs> and they can go, you know, it's got a little table in there. They could do, you know, crafts or schoolwork, whatever they need to do. And there's a little TV in there so they can just kind of hang out in there. It's got great space for them and it has an extra bathroom for them as well. So they can just, you know, go in from outside instead of having to traipse through the entire RV to, to go to the restroom. They can just go in their little door. So, um, and this, this model has a great uh, 
sectional couch in it. We didn't want like the table and then the mini couch. We wanted like this big sectional. So we chose this model for that reason. And we found this RV, RV at the RV show. We hadn't even explored this model yet. We hadn't even heard of this model yet. And then we, we went to the RV show and found it and, you know, we just knew this is it. And so that was after months and months of research and looking and it's just, you know, it's, it's almost, almost too much space for us. We have so much empty storage in here. The, the storage is astounding in this RV. And so that's one of the reasons we picked it as well is so much storage, but as time goes on, we find ourselves getting rid of more stuff. And so we have empty space in here, which is good. Um, so we're not crowded at all. We have just so much move, room to move around. And, you know, people always ask like, how do you live in an, aren't you guys on top of each other all the time? And the answer is no, we're really not. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time, time outside. And so it's, it's perfect for us. And, and so if you are looking to live the RV lifestyle, I would highly recommend doing a lot of homework, doing a lot of research, and definitely going to tour RVs and just getting a feel for what it's like inside. You can even rent them if you want to. You could rent one for, for a week or so and just try, kind of try it out and, and see if it's you know something that, that fits you and your family. And of course, it's hard to really, really figure out if you can live in something if you only spend a few days in it. But for us, it was just, it was a really easy transition. And, you know, I don't miss that big house at all. This is so much easier to clean in here. You know, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to give it a good deep clean versus the house that took eight or nine hours. So yeah, you just have to really think about all the all of the things that you want in an RV in a, in your new home and, you know, kind of make the list of what matters to you, what's really important and what's kind of like, ah, we could do we could do without that, but it would be nice. Um and so that's it, it just takes a lot of research and time just to kind of get a feel for for what, you know, what would work for you and your lifestyle. Uh, thanks uh, for walking us through that journey of uh, how you found your RV and uh, you know it sounds great uh, with the couch there that you can chill out on and especially the extra washroom uh, for the kids to uh, just yeah. uh, enjoy themselves without having to bug mommy and daddy. Uh, so walk us through the route. Um, uh, <clears throat> tell us about which city you were based in when you uh, had the house and when you sold it all behind uh, and then mm -hmm. tell, uh, walk us through or ride us through the journey of the RV so far. Sure. Yeah. Our home base is Houston, Texas. We've lived in Houston for, oh gosh, um, I've been there since 1990 and my husband has been in Texas most of his life. He grew up in the Panhandle, but uh, yeah, so Houston is home base for us. We uh, There's actually an RV park out, just outside of Willis that we spent a lot of time at in the beginning. We didn't want to travel too much in the beginning just because we were brand new at this. This is the first time my husband had ever pulled a fifth wheel or any time we'd ever, you know, done anything like this. So we wanted to kind of stay 
close to home base at the beginning and close to the R or the dealership that we bought the RV from just in case, you know, anything. Cause you know, when you get something new like this, there's things that, you know, kind of break in the beginning. And so we, we've already had it in to get some things repaired before we took off. But so we recently left uh, Houston, Texas, just, I think it was last month and we've been making it where we are headed towards Oregon and Washington. Um, the heat in Texas during the summer is miserable. <laughs> the humidity is miserable. So we were trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. And, and so, but we don't want to drive too much in one day. You know, we've got two little kids and it's just, it's exhausting, you know, traveling all day. So we try not to travel more than seven or eight hours in a day and try not to go more than 350 miles and stop kind of, we don't want to get somewhere at seven, eight o'clock at night when it's dark and then having to back in our fifth wheel. So we try to arrive wherever we're going by three, four o'clock at the latest. So we have time to kind of like unpack and, and resettle. So we're kind of going at a little bit slower pace and we are making, we're in Albuquerque, New Mexico right now. On Wednesday, we are leaving to go to Arizona for two weeks and in Cottonwood, Arizona, we'll stay there for two weeks. And then we are headed to Las Vegas. My husband has a lot of friends in Las Vegas. So we're going to stop there for about five days. And then we are headed to Northern California to Yosemite Lakes. And then we're going to make our way up to Washington and Oregon. And from there, we don't really know. We, we, we don't want to plan too far in advance because we're kind of we like that sporadic moment where we're like, Oh, let's go here and just pick up and go there. So we've, we've only planned through mid October. And once we kind of get closer to that date then we'll figure out where we're going to go next, but we kind of want to explore as much of the United States as possible. And once we become more seasoned in what we're doing, we're going to head up to Canada where I um, actually have a lot of families. So hopefully that will be next summer. Sounds amazing, uh, you know, the journey so far. And I, I think uh, you're right on the money there about the not planning because uh, you never know where the road will take you literally. And also, uh, yeah. uh, you know, people you meet in the RV parks, they might recommend a place or a camp or, uh, you know, a destination. And you might change and alter your course uh, based on people's tips, suggestions, advice. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, walk us through the money side of things, Shauna. So obviously uh, you sold your stuff, so that obviously helps with the financing of the trip. Uh, mm -hmm. But how are you able to uh, uh, continually make money so you don't deplete all your savings? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Get that a lot. Uh, yeah. So when we sold our house, we sold most of our belongings. Obviously, we we uh, were able to make some money from doing that and set that aside. And obviously, RV living is a lot less expensive than owning <laughs> owning a home and two cars and you know paying for all the expenses that come along with a home that we luckily no longer have anymore. And so I actually started my own business last year and, but I was working at the same time. So it was really hard to build my business and work a nine to five job and be a mom and a wife and commute and do all the things that I was doing. And so it was kind of slow going in the beginning. And, and so this, that's another one of the reasons that, you know, my husband quit his job as well is to 
so I could focus more on building my business and making a healthier income. And so, when obviously too, we we wanted to travel, so he couldn't keep his job while while we were traveling. Um, and so I am. I make money on the road by having my own online business that is completely location independent. I don't have to be anywhere besides on my computer, on the phone. And basically what I do is I help people that were just like me about a year and a half, two years ago when I was in that corporate job and I was stuck and kind of felt like I couldn't do anything else. And yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> I left, um, yeah, so I, I help people that are kind of stuck in that corporate job thinking they can do nothing else to start their own online business doing something that they're really passionate about and so they can be location independent as well and not necessarily like, oh, I only want to work with people that want to live in an RV. Just, you know, I want to work with people that have a passion to do something unique, you know, not live the same same standard lifestyle that we're told we have to live and so that's how i make money on the road um, i'm all about passive income and multiple revenue streams and so between my business um and we're also documenting our travels through uh youtube and facebook and start we're starting a blog as well and so all of this stuff kind of like ties together and it's just creating um multiple streams of income for us um, i create courses i work with people one-on-one -on -one. um I, I just have this huge passion for helping people you know, escape that corporate job and start living a life that they really love because I used to be that person that, you know, was miserable in, in, in my corporate job and I was unhappy with my life and now I love my life. You know, I can honestly sit here in front of you and say that I love my life because last year, you know, last year and two, two years ago, three years ago, I did not like my life. Um, I was not happy. And now I'm so much happier and I want that same thing for, for other people and when I, the, some of the people that I work with and I talk with, you know, they're like, oh, well, you just have talents that I don't have, so I can't do this. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not anybody extraordinarily special. You know, I'm just an average person. You know, there's no reason that somebody else can't do, you know, what we're doing. We took a huge leap doing this. You know, we quit our corporate jobs. We, we, you know, we gave up that steady paycheck to do, to live this life. And, you know, you, the income is not guaranteed every month. You know, you're constantly having to work towards that. But, you know, I could honestly say, like, I will do everything in my power to never have to go back to a job. And when you're as passionate about it as I am, you will, you know, we make it work. And so we are, you know, in the process of developing multiple streams of income to keep this journey alive. Because we, my husband and I both are very passionate about it. We love it. Um, this is the first time in our lives that we've ever been so happy and we are not willing to ever, ever give that up. And so we work really hard. You know, we work early in the mornings, late at nights. We work on weekends. You know, we still have fun with our family, um, still have adventures with the kids, but we are doing whatever it takes to keep this, this journey alive. Well, you're definitely really enjoy, you know, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> glowing there from happiness. And, uh, uh, you know, yes. I, I can definitely relate to that story as well. A lot of our, you know, a story you can, uh, I think uh, people who leave uh, are, I think uh, they realize they were not happy. I don't know about all the other people who are still in the suburbs. I, I guess they're happy or they think they're happy or they just like the routine. Yeah. But for me, I was a domesticated dad. I call myself dad. And I switched from being a domesticated dad to a digital nomad dad. And literally my level of happiness is through the roof. And obviously there's struggles on the road, like the money stress and the, the stress uh, mm -hmm. with the always moving, 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 moving. And, uh, you know, kind of the space is different and uh, the lack of kind of like familiarity. So there are obviously uh, difficulties on the road too. Uh, it's not always uh, happy and rosy like the social media stories. <laughs> <No. have. laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe share with us some of your struggles and difficulties and challenges. Uh, you've been on the road for about three months or so. Um, mm -hmm. What's been the most difficult part of RVing so far for you? Definitely the schedules. So that, you know, we're kind of just now getting in a groove of things. It's taken several months. Obviously, the transition from home, from a 3,300-square home to a 375-square-foot RV was a little bit of a challenge. Um, if I could go back in time, I would take more than I think we did it over a span of a week, week and a half before we closed on the house. And, you know, we were at the 11th hour, just we, we had to pay somebody to come and take the rest of our stuff that we, we didn't sell. So I wish, I definitely wish we would have taken at least two or three weeks to transition into the RV, get it organized. Um, I'm kind of that person where if there's a lot of chaos, like I can't function. And so my business got kind of put on hold for a little bit and and I did not realize that the transition was gonna take so much time, so much energy. I thought, oh, moving into an RV, that'll be so easy. And it, it wasn't, it, not that it was difficult, it's just I wish we would have had more time and you know, not kind of doing, cleaning the house at the 11th hour before we, before we closed on it. So I wish we would have taken a little bit more time with that. Um, the hard adjustment has been figuring out our schedules. You know, we've both been, we were both in the corporate world. We had the same schedule all week, you know, you know, the kids went to daycare. I went to work, you know, my husband went to work. He got off at X time. I got home, you know, sometime between five and 10 PM, you know, um, so we had like our set schedule. And so that really was hard in the beginning because now my husband was was home and I was trying to work from the RV. The kids were here, you know, and we're in different parks all the time. So we've got to figure out, you know, I've always, when we land in a new park, I've got to figure out, okay, where am I going to work? Because it's hard to work in inside the RV when the kids are here. And so and then he's trying to, well, which, so I've got, had to figure out like which days I'm going to work and what he's going to do with the kids because that's, you know, kind of his day job is he's a stay at home dad, you know, he's, and then he does more of his, the stuff on, on our, um, travel blogging side, keeping up with the Joneses. He does more of that stuff. So he does that kind of in the evenings and then he has, so we had to figure out like, what are my days? What are your days? And what are we, you know, how are we going to handle the kids and, and all that stuff? So, so that was a big adjustment for us because now we're both stay at home parents or work at home parents, you know, so we had to, we had to find that balance. And obviously we're with traveling that kind of throws things off a little bit. So we travel a heck of a lot right now, just because, you know, it takes a lot of time to pack, you know, 
go and then travel and then, you know, reorganize again. It's, we're cutting the time down each time we do it, but it's still, um, we don't travel too much because it, it does eat up a lot of time and energy during the week when I need to be working and, and on business. And so just trying to figure out this, the schedule and when I'm going to work and where he's going to be and um, what days we're going to travel and, you know, who's going to do the laundry and, you know, whose turn is it this time, you know, those kind of things. And so um, I would say those have been like the two biggest struggles and just kind of learning RVs in general. My husband is very handy, luckily. Um, but when it comes to like a lot of the things, I'm lucky I have him because there's so many things that I'd be like, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do, you know, the sewer drains and I don't know how to hook up the water. So he's, that's kind of his job is doing all of those things. And so it's just kind of like trying to find that balance and reestablish like a new life in the RV because everything's completely different. Our world completely flipped upside, <laughs> upside down. And so we're just trying to like, the dust has finally settled. Um, it took like about a full month to really get situated and then adjusted and, you know, figuring out uh, our travel schedule and planning, planning our trip across the U.S. is, it's not an easy task because our fifth wheel is 40, almost 42 foot. And so we have to be careful about when we travel. We have to, my husband has to plan ahead for gas stations because there are certain gas stations that we we can only go get gas at or diesel at, um, you know, our in total, we're about 60 foot. So it's just all those little things, you know, like being new at this, but it's, it's not something that you can 100% plan for. It's kind of, you know, learning as you go. It's, it's, you know, learning on the job basically. And so, um, that shouldn't, should never stop you from just jumping ahead, you know, taking a big leap and doing it. And that's kind of what we did. I mean, we, we planned as much as possible, but you can't plan for everything. You know, at some point you just have to do it. And, and so we're just learning and adjusting. And now uh, we're, you know, we've traveled quite a bit and I feel like we're, we've got the system down pretty good. Um, you know, and the other thing too is when you pack up your RV to go, you got to kind of go through a checklist. And last time we traveled, I forgot to latch the door and it completely fell off the hinge and broke. And so those things are, are learning moments for us. And I was looking at the door going, what happened to that thing? And my husband's like, I don't think you latched it. And I was like, I know I did. But, you know, it's just, you know, learning from those mistakes that, you know, you got to be mindful and have a checklist of all the things that you need to do before you move. So, you know, it's just a big, it's a big adjustment coming from a house to an RV, but it's, it's a great, you know, learning experience. And, telling people oh, we live in an RV and you know they're really excited about it so the people ask a lot of times about kids and how has it been a hard adjustment for them and for us no but you know they're young they're they're four and five and so they kind of just go with a flow has not been a hard adjustment for the kids at all they love this life they you know they tell everybody they're so excited about it they they talk to family about it and you know they just have a really good time and you know meeting other kids all the time and seeing new places like they're very excited about it and so that part that part's been easy luckily the kids had no problem with the adjustment they were excited about their new 
on cows, but we just prepared them. You know, we were always, we involved them in every part of, you know, and they are young, but we still involve them in all the decisions. You know, they went, went with us to look at RVs all the time. You know, we just, we got them, them used to the idea. And of course they're little, so they're on board for everything, but <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a balancing act and figuring, just figuring out, uh, you know, your, your new lifestyle. So uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up the kids because I was actually going to cover that in much more detail. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think uh, most people who have this objection to travel ha uh, have these questions about schooling and socialization. So uh, how yeah. do you deal with the educational side of things and the friendship side of things for the kids? Because us, obviously, as adults, we can keep in touch with our friends through Facebook, and, uh, social media, and email. I, I don't think your kids <laughs> at four and five have their own Facebook or email yet, do they? No, not yet. A little early for that. But uh, yeah, they, you know, that's, we got a lot of that at the beginning is, well, how are you going to educate your kid? You know, we got a lot of your kids are going to be weird because they are not going to school. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like, what? They're going to be weird because they're exploring the, you know, the U.S. and Canada and seeing all these amazing places and, you know, getting to meet all kinds of different kids and along the way it's like hmm okay <laughs> but you know it's when people are focused only on what society believes we should be doing it's hard for them to kind of think outside the box a little bit and so we you know homeschooling is becoming more and more popular these days um, before this whole RV journey was even a thought in our mind. I already planned to homeschool and it was just for multiple reasons. That's something that I was always planning on doing for my kids. And so that part was, was a no brainer for us. And so, you know, obviously there's so many curriculums out there for homeschooling. Um, just kind of have to do your, do your research on what one is the best fit for you. Uh, our kids are, you know, my daughter just turned five in April. We've been doing some little workbooks and we do a lot of teaching through experiences. So just like everyday life experiences, you know, if I'm counting money or something, I have them help me or, you know, just, you can find an educational experience in just about everything. So we've been doing a lot of that and just interactive play and, you know, they're still young. And so we are, we have not officially started a curriculum yet, but I'm exploring different options for them and what's going to fit best for them. And socialization is easy. I mean, there's kids all over in these campgrounds. Um, you know, we we visit multiple places. Some some places don't have a lot of kids, um, but there's always a place. You know, my husband has the kids right now, and they're they're at a play place right now, and so they're at a kid place where they're meeting other kids. And you know, yeah, I'm sure they're probably never going to see those kids again, but you know, as they get older, you know, they're still socializing, they're still having fun. And, you know, when we, when we set off on this journey, my kids didn't have really any close friends. And so they've, you know, they've had their friend, little friends in daycare and whatnot. Um, they have um, a couple of good friends back home, one or two good friends back home, cousins and that kind of thing. And, you know, they'll always, we'll always go back there. That's our home base. We'll be back there and they'll just basically pick up where they left off with the friendships. And so, um, yeah, getting, you know, and I think that's amazing too, is, is 
letting kids meet so many different other kids um, and just kind of knowing like we may not see them again for, you know, X amount of months or, or ever again. Um, and I know a lot of families too, they meet each other, they get to know each other and then they plan meetups later on down the road. Like how about in three months we meet back here, you know, or let's meet in this other state. And so it's, it's fun to really develop different friendships like that. And, you know, some of my absolute best friends I haven't seen in a long time, many years. And so I am a firm believer that you can have the best of friends and not see them on a regular basis. You know, I still socialize with them. Um, and so that's, you know, in, in school, there's not, you know, public schools, there's not a whole heck of a lot of time for socialization. You know, there's, you know, school, school, you know, a little bit of recess when they're younger, but now they have more opportunity here than what we're in, what we're doing to actually be sociable with kids. And, you know, it, it kind of teaches them to appreciate and understand other cultures other you know people that are not exactly like us you know and so they're meeting different kids from all over the world and different states and you know i feel like that's that's more of an adventure than them just being in public school day after day like hanging out with the same kids you know they're they're meeting different kids all over so it's uh it's definitely something that you have to be creative with you know if there's like in the campground that we're in right now there's not a lot of kids here and so that's why we we take them to places that do have some kids so that they can have you know that social time to interact with other kids so Shauna you've already drank the Kool-Aid you already taken the plans <laughs> made the leap. Uh, there, there are a lot of people who are still in the suburbs uh, they're probably watching this interview or listening to this uh, in the rush hour traffic right now. And they're at the place you were, you know, two, three years ago. And they haven't mm -hmm. practically, they haven't taken the plunge. They haven't made the leap. So what would you tell that person besides, besides, besides the just do it? Uh, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, obviously just do it. But uh, can I elaborate more beyond the Nike slogan? Sure. Yeah. So what I highly recommend, I, I truly believe that a lot of this is just your mindset and how you think that you should be living your life and how others think that you should be living your life. You know, it's, it's, I get a lot, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, my family told, told me that, you know, it's unhealthy for my kids. Um, my family told me that I'm insane. My family told me that I'm crazy, that this is just not realistic. Um, my family told me, you know, my friends are constantly saying that um, I'm completely out of my mind for doing something like this. A lot of times that it's just the people around us that are influencing us and telling us, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. And those, you know, those people are just not happy with their own lives. And so, you know, luckily our families were both very supportive in what we were doing. Um, but not everybody has that has that same support. And so if you are just, you know, you're sitting in traffic right now and you're driving to your job and you're just like uh, listening to this and you're just wishing you could turn around, I, I absolutely understand that because I was that person. And, you know, I didn't think that I could do anything different. In my, in my career, you know, I was a CPA. I, I got, had two degrees. You know, I spent 11 years 
uh, in my job as an auditor. And I, I was like, I did all this work, you know, I need to stay in this business. You know, I, I need to keep doing my CPA thing. I, I spent a year studying and taking this test. Like I, and that was kind of my mindset is I've done all of this work then I, I just need to keep going with it. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to 11 years later say, you know what? I want to do something different with my life. I'm not happy. You know, we only get one, one life and not guaranteed, you know, and I knew for me, it was, I kept asking myself the question is if I woke up tomorrow, and knew that I was going to die that day, that day, would I die with regret? And I knew that I would die with so much regret, and I just couldn't handle, handle feeling that way and living my life that way. And so if you are even just thinking about wanting a different lifestyle and escaping from that nine-to-five job, you know, start reading. I, I did a lot of self-development. I, I read a lot of books. I, I read a lot of books on mindset, um, money, money mindset, because money, you know what, money's always the so many people say, oh, I can't afford, you know, travel and, you know, that's only something that rich people do or when you retire and you can start pulling from your retirement account, that's only when you can travel. And we had a lot of people say that to us too, like, oh, you need to wait until you retire to travel. Well, you know what? I might be dead by then and dead people can't travel. So I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it while the kids are young, while we're young and we can really enjoy this. And so read a lot of books. We started, uh, we started following a lot of people on YouTube. Once the idea came to us, we, we started following these families. We started looking into what they were doing for a living. Um, we started researching how to make an income online. You know, we just, we, we were obsessed with the idea and we just did everything in our power to make this a reality. And so dreaming about it and, you know, come true on its own you know a lot of people let debt hold them back and say well I can't I have debt I can't travel um, but that's not true you know there's there's so many different options out there that are completely untapped and people just don't know that there are options for them and so I really encourage people to you know read a lot of books podcasts YouTube you know just start realizing that there is a life outside of your of your nine to five bubble that you're in right now there is life outside of that and honestly I didn't know that there was life outside of that I thought this is it for me you know I'm miserable in this job but been doing this for 11 years I went to school for this this is just what I have to do you know I can't you know I can't have uh, my own business that's crazy you know I had all of that the, that mentality of this is it for me and just feeling stuck and so for anybody that is thinking about doing this just research and and, and talk to people you know join Facebook groups meet people like myself that you know I'll convince you I'll convince you out of your corporate job any day I love to you know <laughs> That's that's why I do what I do. I love I love helping people because that was me. Oh, I was miserable. And so research the heck out of it. Listen to podcasts and books and YouTube and just really start educating yourself that there is life outside of the nine to five job. There is a, this amazing world out there that, you know, needs to be explored. And there's there's a better way. There you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to hate what you do. You know, there's there's so much kind of taboo around like you're not supposed to love your job. Like 
I don't know where that comes from, but it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, it's okay to love what you do. It's okay to love how you make money. It's okay to do something different, you know, live a lifestyle against the grain. That's what other people aren't doing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're always going to get people that are going to disagree with you. They're always going to say something negative. Um, that and push past it and do what you want to do you know like I said you only get one life so you need to live it the best way that you know how and not how somebody else tells you that you should be living your life I, lo I love the slogan by the way uh, dead people cannot travel and I, I think you might have found a new moniker there it's a great one I need to coin that yes, yes, trademark trademark dead people can't travel yeah <laughs> um, so uh, to end off here, uh, you are uh, you know living the freedom lifestyle. You're also a freedom lifestyle strategist. If people who are watching and listening want to live the life you're living or something similar, not exactly the same way, but mm -hmm. uh, um, you know how can they reach out to you? How can they get some coaching, consulting from you? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm in a couple of places. Uh, my website site is shaunaljones.com and I also have my own Facebook group of location independent aspiring entrepreneurs and I hang out I hang out in there um, a lot during the week it's called against the grain lifestyle chasers and I am pretty active in there I'm also on Facebook I'm on Instagram and obviously we have our keeping up with the Joneses YouTube channel we have a Facebook page uh, I do a lot of live um, Facebook lives in there where I kind of when I talk about our journey I talk about how we make money and you know kind of in both places and and so I'm I'm have my website and my Facebook group and and I'm online uh, a lot so um, obviously because I have an online business I need to be online all the time and so you can find me at any of those locations yeah, and speaking of online, uh, one of the reasons is because of your super fast uh, Wi-Fi over there in the RV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we came full circle there. Uh, I wanted to thank you uh, for your time. Uh, um, you know, from your busy life as a mom, a husband, uh, mom, and a wife, and uh, you know, uh, uh, working online, etc. So uh, you've definitely been insp super inspirational. Uh, just hearing your journey has been awesome, and I, I know you've inspired a lot of people as well. So thanks again for your time, Shauna, yeah. and happy travels. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great having me. Uh, so thanks again for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to RV across the U.S. and how to, uh, you know, change your belief system to believe that you can do it too. And you can be a traveler just like myself, just like Shauna, and just like literally thousands of people around the world right now. Uh, so thanks again for tuning into this episode. Um, you know, uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, YouTube and all across the social media at Digital Nomad Mastery. And we'll catch you in the, episode, in the next episode. Happy travels, and we'll catch up with you soon.